You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day. Stay at Whole Foods Market. And welcome to episode 16 of the AI Comic Pod. We're going to do something a little bit different today. We're going to a little change of pace. And you'll be delighted to know that the dynamic duo, your favourite twosome, has been reunited because Rory's back with me. Uh, he's, he's got over his, his little bout of man flu. Yeah, I have. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted to be back. It's been a while for me. Because yes. um, I think we've had a bit of a break in between the last one and the one before that. We have, so, I think, um, yeah. we, we needed to, didn't we? Though we needed to let the, we, we had, I think, three out in a in a, a really short space of time. So I think we needed to let everyone digest it, and because obviously we know that our loyal fan base listens to them at least ten, eleven, twelve times. So, all right, at least we, we wanted least. to let the numbers really come in. I think I think you've all had enough now. You've all obviously listened to the Civil War pod a good half dozen times to really take it in and laugh at our misfortune. So. Um, we'll be doing a Civil War review next week with Gags, yeah. so that, that'll that be really good. That'll be really, really good fun. We've all seen it a couple of times now. And I think we're all pretty, yeah, I think it's still the highlight, isn't it, this, oh, yeah. this year? It, it, um, it really is. But we uh, we thought we'd do something a little bit different today. This was a, a bit of a random idea of mine. Rather than doing a TV show or a movie or a comic book, which we are, we keep saying that we're going to do comics, but we really are going to do comics. It's just a bit of a logistical nightmare. It just to, takes to get, time to we're get all the, editing, all the bits you know, together. Episode 16, it's, it's a bit, it takes time, you know. Yeah, so. but we will get to it, I promise. We've got something in the pipeline that's going to be awesome. It really is going to be good. And I had an idea that why don't we look at the anti-hero? I couldn't think of a title for it, so this is just called The Anti-Hero. I was going for inside the mind of an anti-hero but then it sounded like a netflix series so <laughs> it's just called the anti-hero and originally it was started off because we got so into daredevil season two and then the punisher was obviously in there and the punisher is a massive anti-hero and then i thought well hang on so we've got two there then we've also had deadpool and then i just started thinking well hang on there's actually a lot more anti-heroes out there than 
you would normally care to think about. Everyone seems to think that it's there's very much the good and the bad, but there is this huge grey area in between. The definition of an anti-hero would be something along the lines of it's, I would say it's somebody who's a little bit too vicious to be an all-the-way hero, but somebody who's a bit too righteous to be an all-the-way villain. So they occupy that middle ground. They're the kind of guy, they might not kill you, but they'll fuck you up. They'll they'll really, really mess you up. And there's already a lot of a lot of names out there that people will recognise that a lot a lot of you might not think of as being anti-heroes, but hopefully we can get you thinking about it. And without being too serious, I actually wanted to look at some wider issues around it as well, which might be a bit weird for us because normally we just sit there chat shit you, and, you and, you and wider issues is quite a surprise for me so, well yeah, it's, a, it's a surprise for me trust me um, when i was thinking about it I was like oh my god this is like growth and development but it's okay i'll just say boobies a few times to balance it out it'll be okay yeah. stabby ones stabby ones <laughs> a, lot, a lot of these are stabby ones they are that's true i would say um just from a point of you know we're obviously talking about civil war um Although there's no direct anti-heroes in there, there's still the kind of agenda points where, you know, that movie pushes a lot of, are they doing things for the right reasons? You know, are their methods right? You know, the, the two sides and, and obviously, you know, anyone that's seen the film and we're not going to spoil it, but obviously where it's going to lead from, from there and the fractions and, and things that it creates. So it's not quite anti-hero, but it's still pushing certain elements of that you know with the treaty and the rest of it so you know it's quite a on topic well it, it, that that's a i hadn't even thought of that you know but that, that's a good way of looking at it the way i mean in this in that example cap is the anti-hero isn't he because he's, yeah, he he, he's the anti-establishment he's fighting the he's fighting the police and the armed forces the people who normally he would be side by side with and that in itself is quite the the anti-hero or the the vigilante act isn't it yeah and bucky's kind of in the same Oh, absolutely! You know, Bucky's so. Bucky's all the way. I, I've I've looked up. I've I've tried to do a, a bit of a bit of googling of top comic book antiheroes or most common ones, most popular ones, and the same names always appear, which we'll we'll go through. But Bucky doesn't actually appear on that many of them, and I would no. say that he definitely falls into it because he couldn't ever be considered an all the way hero because of what he's done because of all the assassinations and the kills that he's got, whether he was in control of his mind or not, he's still responsible for a lot of trouble spanning multiple decades. That that does sort of segue nicely into one of the more common ones, Black Widow. Same, yeah. same sort of analogy. She's, she's now very much a hero. She's trying to do what she can to be good. But as she says, the, the, the brilliant line she uses a couple of times in the first Avengers film when she says, I've got red in my ledger. And I, I really like that. It's like she, she's trying to, to atone, isn't she, for all her past sins. And we don't really know what a lot of them are, but we've had some good news recently that, was it Kevin Feige who confirmed that Marvel are definitely locked in to do a Black Widow solo film? Yeah. yeah no, yeah, yeah. no fucking about anymore. They've said it's going to happen. Christ knows when they're going to fit it in. Because I was looking at the Phase 3 releases before and phase three is going to be the biggest phase huge phase yeah so black, black widow is going to be squeeze it in but yeah she's quite pivotal in that that regard because um obviously her story from what everyone sees in you know cinematic universe is from 
from that day, but they, they do revert back to her past quite a lot. Um, the they, famous they scene in the Happaria when Carter. she discusses it with Loki, even though she acts like she's getting the right information and what, what he wants and, you know, putting on a show, but you can kind of see that he did get to her in that, that conversation and stuff. So, and that's about, you know, her past and how she came to be and stuff. So yeah, she's, she's a really interesting character, very well portrayed as, as we well know. So she is. I I was not a Scar Joe fan before this. When, when she was first cast, I thought, well, she she's got the look, you know, you, you stick red hair on her and she looks every inch, you know, the Black Widow. But I, my concern was the fight scenes, but she shut me right up. Oh, the, she's really good. When, she, like, when, really she, good. when she was in Iron Man 2, yeah, when she had that, that hallway fight scene where she goes in with Happy, that was absolutely brilliant. She's doing bloody Mexican wrestling moves and spinning round and, she, she loves a, like a, a Rey Mysterio special, doesn't oh, she? Oh yeah, the one, I, oh, I, I could tell you the name, but it's completely escaped me. Where she, it looks like they've got her, but then she manages to switch your body weight and flip you over. And I remember she tries to do. Oh, I can't Civil War spoiler, but yes, her and Bucky have a bit of a fight scene, and she's you know and in that position him in the head. Yeah, yeah, and it's just not coming off because Bucky's just oh, furious. But yeah, it's it's. Um, yeah, she she's been she's been wonderful, and I think you know we did we advocated. Uh, nobody obviously cares in the the wider scheme of things what we advocate, but not really. Um, but we, we're desperate for a kind of Black Widow film, just because I think she deserves the the kind of the limelight as such. Oh, and, she does. And, she, she's and because of the Winter Soldier, in. I want another espionage style film. Do you know what I mean? Because I think. You know, Civil War, you know, is, 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 is much bigger scale. And I love the Wind Soldiers, as I know you do, for that kind of crossover element. It's not, it's not your traditional kind of, you know, big, big super. It's, a, it's a, like it's you said several times, it's a spy film, isn't it? It's not an ordinary yeah, superhero is. film. It's a spy, it's espionage, it's. Yeah, and I think Black Widow fits well within that. Do you know what I mean? That's the background. Because she's got no powers, actually. If you make a film, yeah. she, she can sometimes get lost in the background when you've got Iron oh, Suit. Especially, especially Avengers. Yeah, yeah in especially Avengers, Avengers. She's own. She's the second... I'm, I'm trying to think how to word this now. She is the second least powerful Avenger. Because obviously yeah, Hawkeye fair. is the least powerful because he's a little bitch. And nobody likes Hawkeye. Yeah, but a- apart from Nina, uh, again, but I'd say she's again. Better. You know, she's got I read I read streak. about him being a, an anti-hero earlier as well, which interested me because I don't see that. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't see the. I think what, he has in the comics. I think he, he's had some arcs where he's gone away, and I think he's done things, but we've never really seen that in the. It's. In it's the, I always. The that's the world. one thing I stand by being quite ashamed because. He's obviously the nice guy, isn't he? Do you know he what I mean? Is. He, and he's, he's the family man. Yeah, and but you kind of want him to have that edge because because actually Jeremy Renner, I keep saying, is, is a much better actor than he's allowed to be. He know, is. Times. He, um, if anyone's seen any of his, you know, his back catalogue bar, the kind of Bourne film, he's he can play pretty dark. And, oh, and, there's one film you don't want to see with Jeremy Renner in. Oh, he did a film where he played Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, it was awful. Oh, sounds terrible. It was um, ho- not horrible in like, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer's a notorious serial killer. Horrible no. in it. Oh my God. It was like staring at, it was like watching dogs shagging. It was really <laughs> weird. Just really uncomfortable. The one I was mainly thinking of, I mean, Hurt Lockers is kind of, 
is major one um and he's just so intense in that film and you just it's a shame you never get to see that kind of side of him but you know i think i think he's still going to be i don't know how many movies he's got he's got left in his contract but i think he's still keen to to push on so maybe we might see another side of him eventually and there would surely be there would be a lot of him in the black widow film because You'd they, think they've, so. they've made yeah. references to um what was the mission that he references in the first Avengers? Budapest. Budapest, that's it. And she I says, oh, this is just like Budapest. And he's like, <laughs> you and I remember Budapest very differently. I really hope we get to see what the hell happened. Yeah, every, everyone, everyone who likes it wants to know what the hell happened in Budapest. Exactly. It must so. have been pretty bad because if they've got the Chitauri and they're, they get, they're taking it from all sides, it must have been some kind of a mission that's got really fucked up if they're having flashbacks to it and she's actually enjoying it. Yeah, I think they I think they do bounce off each other extremely well. They um, do, and they yeah. ugh, again can't even say, but they they have a good little fight in Civil War, which I won't say anything about. Oh, it's so hard, man! Like it, I, it's I hard working think, with the break. I didn't on. even think I would be. I'd be you know thinking to talk about Civil War all the time, but I it's know. just that's what it's done for us. You know, give it its credit because it's just in our heads. Most of the time, I'd imagine. So, yeah. d- despite the impending other films to come, although I am quite excited for Suicide Squad, um, I'm not so excited for X-Men, I'll be honest. But, you know, everything else that's coming looks pretty good this year. And we've got, well, we've got loads coming up as well because Flash and Arrow and everything else is about to finish as well. So. Yep. So, good, yeah, if we... Good week. If, if you sort of said that she's probably, when you think about it, one of the most well-established ones. Yeah, I'd say so. But we, we've we've got to go back to, to look at the Punisher. We have to. Uh, and we, we did a pretty good number, a pretty good analysis, didn't we, of, of Frank Castle when we did the, the Daredevil pod? Yeah. Because he, he's very much the one that I would think of. If someone says to me, name an anti-hero, the Punisher would probably be nine times out of ten the first, he, the first he's, name he's my, my He's my one as well, 100%. Because he really is. I mean, Black Widow's got... She she's got more of a moral compass than the Punisher has, you know. He certainly in the films, yeah. Certainly yeah. in the films, yeah. She's she's very much got the uh, the little angel on her shoulder that's telling her she's she's got to make good on all the all the bad she's done. But the Punisher seems to be he's a bit more unhinged, and obviously the he, show, he needs the, to make bad on all the bad he's done, yeah, and yeah. then eventually put it right. Do you yeah, know what I mean? so. she she's driven by remorse. He seemingly is just driven purely by revenge. Yeah, and they have that brilliant scene where they analyse him, where he's he's in the permanent state of fight or flight. And when when you look at him, and especially in the in the comics as well, he's he's ruthless, he's brutal. He's, I mean, he he actually plays a part in Civil War. He, he's got quite a famous scene where I think it's Spider Man has had the living snot kicked out of him, and um, the Punisher carries him into. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm Joey. I'm thinking of you on this one. I think he carries him into Captain America's team's base, and he—I don't quite know where he fits into Civil War, but there, no. there, were, there were a few people that were sort of thinking, and I, I was one of them. If Netflix had done this, maybe three or four years ago, it might have been possible to bring him in. If if they'd say had three seasons of Daredevil now, one of them featured the Punisher, and we'd already had a Punisher series we might have been able to finally get a TV character ported over to the films because he's a genuine film star, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's true. I think the big thing with it is you've got to look at it from the perspective of 
maybe this wouldn't have all happened unless the MCU got so big. You know, yeah. Um, Netflix was still. I mean, Netflix has been established in the states for a long time, um, but over here in the UK, it's still only a matter of years. Do you know what I mean? So, I think, I think for making its own series, I think the first major one they started funding Breaking Bad when when it kind of dropped off in terms of ratings, and then obviously all hyped again. And then they've obviously started making, you know, lots of other series that they've, they've self funded and, and produced. And yeah, it's, it's one of those, you're right. A few years back, I think you would have seen, you know, some crossover. Um, obviously, you know, it's worth mentioning DC as well, um, that you'd think they're going to start introducing some of the TV elements into the film, but as we well know with the casting and stuff, which you're furious about and quite right too. Yeah. Um, it's not really going to seamlessly link like we'd, we'd hoped it would. Because no, it, it never will. We're, we're just, we're <laughs> never going to get that. They've, they've made it abundantly clear that they are just not ever going to do that. No, 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 exactly. And I think that's, Bastards. that's cute. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like it's, it's a collaborative effort. Do you know what I mean? It feels like it's one side fighting against the other slightly. And I know we're we're going to talk about Gotham at, at one stage or another. Not that he is um, a hero as such, but Jim Gordon's quite quite anti hero esque as a as a police officer. It could be. I mean, he, he he spits in the face of of authority. He 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 goes against the official stance that the Batman is a vigilante. He's he's to be arrested on sight, and yeah, Gordon sort of knows that while his his methods might not be exactly by the book. He's doing it for the right reasons, and ultimately he gets results. And he's got that trust, hasn't he? He knows that while Batman might not be so conventional, he knows that he won't kill people. He yeah. knows that they, they might find a criminal who's had, who's had his legs broken, but ultimately he, his heart's still beating. So there's, you know, I think it it would be different if Batman was still depicted how he was when he was first created. And a lot of people don't realize that, that when Batman was first drawn. Batman was a killer. He he used to carry guns around, and he was very mu- he was more like the Punisher than what you'd expect yeah. of Batman. And then all of a sudden, after after quite a while, I think in comic book terms, he was given this moral compass. And I don't think that Batman would be anywhere near as popular had that change not been made. Because I don't think people would have. Well, brought, I think I don't I think, think people Batman, can associate I mean, with him. Yeah, we, we it's not the whole. Because kids idolise, in terms of superheroes, it's, it's Spider-Man and Batman, the two kind of, you know, the names that, that everyone's drawn to. Yeah, and Superman. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the the key two for, for, you know, and I'm seeing my little boy go through it, and it's it's Batman and Spider-Man posters. You know, they're the key two elements that he, he's interested in. And I think if they hadn't made it more, you know, accessible in that regard, if it, it, he'd been, even Affleck's portrayal of it, if it had just been that dark all the time do you know what i mean with no kind of light you know i I don't think it would always be that appealing to the mass audience as such like you said so yeah i think i had to change it yeah and the the, i think that the ben affleck batman as as we've spoken about when we did the the batman superman review i would say that's the closest we've seen on film to batman as an anti-hero because yeah, he, he was, so. he was, he was punching a bit harder. He was taking a few more risks. He was the the scene where he's branded someone with a batarang. He, he's doing things that people don't generally expect of Batman. He was he, going that way in terms of the, like the Dark Knight Rises 
Yeah, so he, you know, Christian Bale was going darker and darker. His voice was going deeper and deeper. Um, but that's that's the way it was slightly edging towards. But it it never really reached the kind of Batfleck era of, of things, um, which is obviously different story, different era, you know, different portrayal. Really, it, so, it's basically a um, whole different Batman. When when you think, what's, yeah, it is what what's happened in the in the interim between. If you assume that they are, you know, one single universe, which we know they're not, but even if they were, what's happened between the Dark Knight Rises and Batman versus Superman has, has clearly warped Batman's mind to the. He's still got his moral compass, but he's just kind of he's willing to deviate from it a little bit more because he's just had enough. He's had enough of the scum on the streets of Gotham, and you know he might he might lay an extra punch on someone or throw him against the wall a bit harder because he he just he cares a little bit less now. Yeah, and I think he maybe lost people that that keep his moral compass in line a little bit, like Rachel. Um, I think you know, in his younger days, he might have been slightly persuaded. Differently. He was a bit. He was a bit of an idealist, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He, yeah, he was. He I think of... he thought he could cure Gotham and make yeah. it. I think he thought he could rid Gotham of all evil, and you know, while slowly, pure as the and Nolan, good. yeah, slowly as the Nolan trilogy wore on, I think he knew. Yeah, that's not necessarily possible. Do you know what I mean? And, and especially and, when a when a villain like Bane came about, yeah, you know, the, the like you were saying, he, he had to get a little bit darker because he couldn't beat Bane by playing by the rules. He had to tear the rule book up, otherwise the city was dead. You know, it, it was going to be blown up, wasn't it, with that huge bomb? Yeah, I, th- I think you saw that he would. He was, you know, when he gets his his back broken, I think you can see that. It's not that he's not a match for Bane. It's just that he's not mentally in the right. Yeah, you know. physically you can take him, but Bane's yeah. willing to break as many eggs as it takes, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Whereas Batman's exactly. always got that exactly. filter that stops him taking that step. Like we, we we even saw it in the Dark Knight, didn't we? When he should have let the Joker fall. He yeah. knows he should have let the Joker fall for what he's done and all the chaos and the death, but he can't do it. But by the time you get to Batman versus Superman era, you think he might potentially let those things happen. You know, he's more willing to let the bodies pile up because he just accepts that I've been doing it this way for so long and it's not working. And that, that really links in brilliantly with it. one of my favourite scenes from Daredevil season two, the rooftop scene where you've got Daredevil and the Punisher talking when he's chained him up I to was, the chimney yeah, stack. Yeah, yeah. And he, he does his brilliant speech about you you put them down, they get back up. I put them down, they stay down. And to me, that's the whole. That would be like the headline of the antihero. Yeah, that's they, the mindset change, isn't they, it? They put people down, they stay down. Their change stays changed. Whereas Batman, how many times has the Joker gone away? He comes back. He's killed hundreds, thousands, maybe even millions of people, and he keeps just putting him away. Whereas an a real antihero. The Punisher would have put a bullet in his head. You know, he might not have done it straight away. He might have thought, well, you know, well, he goes to Blackgate, then he goes to Arkham. But by the third or fourth time, a lot of anti-heroes would have just gone, you know what, <laughs> blow his head off. He's gone well, look, Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things to touch on with Daredevil, but, you know, the scene uh, at the end when he's got his vest on um, and yeah. he's on the roof kind of backing up, it's kind of like he's gone full circle. And, and it's great that they actually did that because I, I was kind of concerned that, he wouldn't re-enter the fray at all. Do you know what I mean? And, it was his and, redemption, wasn't it? He's, yeah, it he's was. sort of he's been validated. 
he, he's able to do, he, he's able to take his heavy handed approach, but Daredevil finally just got through to him a little bit and just hold him to just hold back a little bit, you know, ruin everyone, but just maybe don't kill everyone. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know that uh, the other film that is so iconic this year and, and so huge is obviously um, need to talk about Wade Wilson, um, <laughs> need to talk about Deadpool because. You know, it's the same, such a kind of heavy comedy film and, you know, doesn't necessarily take itself seriously. But, you know, when he shoots British villain that I've forgotten the name of. Yeah. Uh, Right at the end of the film. Yeah, Francis. (laughs) When he shoots him at the end of the film, again, you know, he's got got Angel on his shoulder in bloody the X-Men Colossus and, you know, telling him not to do it. And, you know, he obviously listens to his inner... You know, devil, which is it's Deadpool, you know, personified, isn't it? You know, the and best thing about that is the timing. Yeah, he lets Colossus get three quarters of the way through his feel-good rainbow speech, <laughs> and then just, oh, shut up! And it's funny you should mention that because I've actually got a Deadpool T-shirt on that I bought from Qwerty, and it's nice. got it's got Deadpool wanking off a unicorn's horn with the caption, "It's so fluffy." I have seen, yeah, it's a bit, it, bit despicable me crossover there. Yeah, it is the best t-shirt ever. Somebody actually commented on it in work and, and saw it and went, it's so fluffy. And then I just opened my jacket a little bit and went, yeah, look what he's doing. And she went, oh. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a man-child. I am. I'm a massive underdeveloped man-child. <laughs> and yet I still have to play, pay full price to get into the cinema, which is bullshit. I can't believe it. That's just, you know, it is because you're about six foot ten, but Two. you know. Like. And and Deadpool, <laughs> Deadpool is very much the uh, another straight out the antihero mold. His oh, body, yeah. his body count in that film was pretty pretty substantial. Well, his body count just on the motorway scenes probably got. Oh god, I've I've got <laughs> to say this one bullets, line. Yeah. I, know, I know there's going to be at least one listener who wants me to say right up Main Street. Oh yes. <laughs> well, yeah, he, no. and, but it's hard to say that he's not doing it for the right reasons, and it's equally hard to say that every single person that he kills didn't deserve it. They were all bad guys. And he says it to Colossus, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, he, he's telling Colossus is telling him to use his powers for good, and he's adamant that they all deserve to die. And they pretty much do, because Francis is, besides the fact that he's done all the experiments and he's creating mutants to sell them as soldiers, they're selling weapons. They're selling huge quantities of weapons and God knows what else around the world to fuel terrorism. Yeah, so, Francis isn't isn't the best guy in the world, is he? Let's be honest. He's, yeah, so uh, no nobody that dies by Deadpool's hand in the film is especially innocent. He would be one of my favourite ones simply because of the humour aspect that they put into it. You know, he they actually make murder look hilarious. Whereas when when the Punisher did it, it was it was so serious and it was it it was meant to make you think more than make you laugh. Whereas Deadpool was just pure cheese and. Yeah, I, it's it's it's. I mean, we've discussed it obviously at length, and it's it's a wonderful film. We we both adore it, but yeah, he, he plays he plays it, you know, uh, you know, from comic books and onto screen, you know, perfectly. But it, he is he is the perfect anti-hero. You know, he's he's so lovable for a character that you know he's he's doing probably the wrong things, but 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 for all the right reasons, as you said, you know what I mean. So he's. You know, and he's mixed up as well. I mean, yeah, you know, you don't for a film like that. There's not much psychological depth that goes into it. We we know that it's not two hours plus worth of deep dialogue and all the rest of it. But you know, the guy's 
he was expecting to get back to his girlfriend and you know live happily ever after in his mindset and he kind of reformed and then what happened to him happened to him and you know the rest is kind of history really and I think you'll see more of that when they do produce a second and I think Cable is, is a perfect fit for that again another kind of anti-hero anti-establishment kind of characters yeah very very much so again the, the pair of them completely against going against the grain but for all the right reasons and that that will be oh, I think amazing. It'll be amazing. It, yeah. it really, really will. I just I hope they don't rush the script, and I hope they get it right. But I think it'll be great. Yeah, if there's a lot of names going around at the minute as to who's going to play Cable, and that's going to be a very big piece because Ryan Reynolds is so big when he's on screen. They need to get somebody who can who can hold their own, but also is going to be a really good foil for them. I think they've got to get somebody who can bounce lines with him. But yeah. who who can sort of when they've got their own lines, they've got to take the spotlight, like Vanessa did. You know, getting Marina Backer in whenever she was talking, she she owned the conversation. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of heavy linked actors and stuff. It's you know, Ron Perlman's the one that Ron you, Perlman seems to be the people's choice. You could see that working though. I mean, I, I'm I'm a big fan of Ron Perlman. Looks wise, I don't think they'll get anyone better. No, 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 exactly. And I think he delivers that kind of dry humour pretty well. Do you yeah. know what I mean? If anyone's seen, you know, Sons of Anarchy, and he's obviously Hellboy, so he's... Hellboy's the major one. I mean, because yeah. Hellboy's quite funny. Hellboy is oh, yeah. funnier than you would expect it to be. And if he, if he can literally do that, 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 that type of role with all the future tech on from Cable... It'll be perfect. It'll be absolutely spot on. That's all he needs to do. And he if he doesn't get it. it, if he doesn't get it, I hope there's a Hellboy free. Anyway, that's all I say. Well, he, he's whoring that out, isn't he? He really, really wants a Hellboy three, and he, he's encouraging I, people I think, to get petitions yeah. going. Oh yeah, yeah, completely. I, I think the problem is, ugh, might not feel the same without Guillermo del Toro because he's just he's such a great director, and for him to do Hellboy when he's you know, I mean, he's done other things that are quite in commercial genre. You know, he did um, Pacific Rim and stuff, but then his background is things like Pan's Labyrinth and these really dark films. And, and him to do Hellboy so successfully, I just hope he'd come back and do it. He's just such a busy guy. I, I think he would. My major yeah. concern is the amount of time that's passed. I think there's been a long time yeah, between there has two been and three. Time. And a lot of people might have might have forgotten about it. And speaking of forgotten, I, I never even considered Wolverine on this list. Just completely slipped my mind, never really came into it. But again, everything that we've said for Deadpool, you can pretty much say for Wolverine. On every list I've read, he's pretty much top as well. Yeah, that's the thing. No. I don't know. I, I was writing down a list of people who I could think of. Some of them people, other people wouldn't think of. And yet I always forgot to put down Wolverine. X-Men for me, they just don't come into the, the mindset as much. You know, I, I, I you know, Wolverine is, is a perfect anti-hero. He really is anti-establishment and he really will do what it takes in order to get results. Do you know what I mean? But he's always kind of fighting that darker side, isn't he? Um, and he's always, you know, in the old X-Men films relied on, on Patrick Stewart and then a little bit McAvoy. This just to, to kind of level him off. And, you know, it's, it's, it's he's always fighting. He Those needs that leash, doesn't he? Like you say, he needs somebody to hold him back because if there's nobody to hold him back, and there was also Gene as well. Yeah, I was going to mention in, in the first yeah. couple, in the first X Men film. There was 
he, he very much seemed like he was holding back a lot of his rage because he didn't want to fuck off Gene. He didn't, you know, he was still holding out hope that Gene was going to dump Cyclops for him. And yeah, and there's an element with Rogue as well, you know, where he doesn't want to. I don't know. He doesn't want to. It's like the bad mate. He doesn't want to be a bad mentor, does he? He's trying no, exactly. as best he can yeah, exactly. to set a good example because he knows that she's a messed up kid, and he doesn't want her to learn from his mistakes in the negative way he wants her to learn the positive way of you know don't do what i've done he doesn't want to see he doesn't want her to see him slaughtering people and but if you look at what he's done but it, it's very 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 close to deadpool like you were saying that the, the hand that deadpool and wolverine were both dealt can you blame them for what then followed they they were dealt a really shitty hand that oh, put yeah. them in a very shitty situation so of course they had to take a bit of a drastic turnaround. You were never going to come out of the Weapon X program and be no, a well-adjusted it, exactly. human. It's not, it's not really often the mutants that are born into it. It's the ones that are made into it that, that the ones that are so messed up in the head. Do you know what I mean? So it's, and Wolverine would probably be most people. If you were to say, you know, if you were to be talking to people about mutants that were created, a lot of people, just general film goers, would probably think Wolverine wouldn't because the story is quite oh, yeah. now about how he came to be and yeah again it's one of those i mean it's it's probably one of those where like spider-man that's been told far too many times do you know what i mean it it has a bit you know it seems to come round every every time do you know what i mean so yeah i think it's been you know we've we've got our fill of wolverine and i think you know and that's why kind of x-men comes into it because there's been a lot of x-men films now are we talking you know six um, Maybe plus the Wolverine standalone. So yeah, eight, 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 Apocalypse is the nine, sixth um, X Men film. Yeah, and then there will be three Wolverine films as well. There was Wolverine, the Wolverine, and then there's the third one. So yeah, in, in the X Men uh, universe, you talk, you've had three trilogies. That's that's a lot of movies for the same kind of cast. You know, not cast, but same kind of for the same uh, characters. stories and characters told. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like we said, you know, I know you go and see it, and I, I will see it at some stage. I think it's due a new, fresh approach, and I think a bit bit more of Gambit and, and a few of the other characters might not be. And I want X twenty three. I want Lady Wolverine. <laughs> she will be brilliant. She would be brilliant, and it look. I don't know what happens um, in Apocalypse. I I haven't seen it yet, and I'm going watching it this Thursday. But that bit where in the the last trailer where Jean Grey walks in and she says to Cyclops, "Oh, you've been busy," and there's bodies everywhere, and he goes, "Um, we we had a bit of help," and then you see Wolverine's claws. To yeah. me, that looks like the Weapon X facility. So I wonder if they've sort of twisted the origin story. And as they're trying to go into the facility, Wolverine's coming out. You'd like know. to think so, but it, I'm it, not sure it's that intelligent, this movie, but it, we'll, it, we'll just wait and see. If it was, you'd probably be 50-50 between people who'd say it was intelligent and people who'd say it was a cop-out. I'd actually say it was a cop-out if they yeah. it like that, because it'd be, right, okay, so we've heard this story a million times, and not once has anyone ever mentioned that Wolverine met Cyclops when he was about, what, 17, 18, something yeah. like that? And he already knew them all when they were all kids. That that's a bit of a detail to to leave out. Yeah, I think there are a few details left out. From well, we'll see. But you know, um, I think I think the X Men still got some way to run. But yeah, I think it needs a darker edge to it. You know, not it's not it's it's quite predictable at times. So we'll see how this film plays out. Really, 
It is. And and speaking of dark edges, one that really surprised me seeing on a lot of lists, the Hulk. Yeah, yeah I, that surprises me, you know, I'll be honest, because it's a difficult one with the Hulk because he's not in control at the best that's, of times. That's know. what I was going to say. I think it's you, you've got to look at him and say the collateral damage. I mean, you've only got to look at um, at the, the Battle of New York. The Hulk, yeah. Hulk. Oh, even yeah, or the Hulkbuster scene and stuff. Yeah, the, know, the, the like Hulkbuster where they're tearing up, they're tearing up an entire city. Yeah, but as you say, he can't really be held accountable because it's not him. It's, no, it's, it's not. It's the it's primal not, rage based. Yeah, I wouldn't class him as an anti-hero because the, the the whole definition for me of about an anti-hero is, is the mindset. And I know you'd say, well, he loses his mind, so so be it. But it's about it's calculated, it's vindictive, and they're often doing things for fun and pleasure and enjoyment. And it's anything but, you know, for Eric Banner, it's it's literally he'd, he'd prefer to be doing anything but be the Hulk. Did you just say they? Eric Banner? No, I didn't mean Eric Banner. <laughs> you meant Bruce Banner. We don't talk I mean, about the Eric Banner Hulk film. <laughs> I meant Bruce Banner. Oh. Um, I've never. I don't think I've ever seen that film. Actually, I'll don't. Be don't, 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 don't. It was atrocious. I have seen the, the Ed Norton one, which the, the, the Ed Norton it was too one, early MCU, isn't it? It was the first one. It was, it was, yeah, no, I know. But I mean, you know, it's, 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 it was too early to be developed like you'd hope a film would be developed. Oh, know? yeah, it was. You and know, it's the only one really that doesn't properly tie into the whole, yeah, the whole mythology that they've got going, which is strange. But I think it's understandable when they've had three Hulks in what? 12 years something yeah, like that yeah and we I, I'd, I'd argue Mark Ruffalo's the, the perfect choice oh he is but they've he already did. said haven't they they're, they're not going to do another Hulk film well I think part of the issue with it is still the, the licensing rights I don't know you know how it all came to pass that Universal basically got the, the keys to the door but they haven't gotten in the, the other elements of it so it, it's it's quite complicated still I, I think well maybe it won't happen because he's going to be in as we know it's going to be Thor Ragnarok yes. and I think it'd be quite a key role potentially in that film it's so. supposed to be a big supposed to be quite a big part because yeah. I've, I've never read Ragnarok but it's it's a very Bad. Ragnarok, judging on the casting and what they're doing, it feels like they're going to go for it, which is quite exciting because I've been a little bit. I know you're you're a Thor whore. Um, I am but, a Thor whore. Hashtag Thor whore. I think most people <laughs> most people are a little bit underwhelmed by those films. And well, I did my rank. Didn't I? I, I ranked all the MCU films today, yeah. and I put the Thor films in the bottom. The bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was quite interested. Did that? You were. Yeah, there was. And it's not three. that they. I said to someone the other day, it's not that they're bad films. They're just not great films like the other ones are. Like, if I rank though, I think there's thirteen of the films. The films that are down to about seventh, eighth, ninth place are all very good films. The thing that oh, left yeah. down the Thor ones was just the writing, but Ragnarok is supposed to be the Asgardian end of days. So it's yeah. got to be a huge, grandiose, massive script. And the, the casting that they've put into it, they are pulling some seriously big names into this. Well, it's it's great to see because I, I do think it's been one that's been left. I don't know. It's the ginger like, stepchild, isn't it, so far? The Thor solo yeah, films are the only ones that have like never it's really got going. It devices a little bit. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's not incorporated. It's different story, different world. And obviously, Guardians is a completely separate entity, um, but that just worked perfectly. Do you know what I mean? But that's because it had the humour element to it. I think, you know, it does, you know, lack a little bit. Is Loki back? Do we know? Yeah, Loki is. There was a lot of confusion oh, for a while. Great. 
a lot of confusion because Tom Hiddleston hadn't heard anything from Marvel for an uncomfortably long time. But as far as I know, he is in it. Well, unless he's shooting Bond, if that ever gets announced, but we'll wait and see. Well, yeah. And I think on that bombshell, or Bond shell, her, 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 I think we'll just have a little uh, a little break. You're listening to the Enfield and This Podcast Channel. The Index. The Enfield Index Podcast Channel. The Enfield Index Podcast Channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, we're back. We are still discussing all, all things anti-hero. I'll just quick, quickly cheap plug. Um, you should listen to, to the movie night. Joe Simpson, who's a regular listener of ours and contributor, as he's been on a couple of pods now, uh, did a great Bond special on, on the Ooh, movie night recently. I actually will, because I've been I've spent about the last three or four weeks talking Bond in work. Yeah, it's really good. They cover kind of cross topics, not in, not just one film, but it's, it's a really good listen if, if anyone wants to check it out. That sounds good to me. Um, just before we move on to our next point, a couple of strange ones. Catwoman. Yeah, read that. Yeah, Catwoman, I, I can't really say much about because, again, think, she, she sort of occupies that. She's a weird one because she goes back and forth. She will rob a bank, but then she'll help Batman with something, but then she'll go and rob another bank. So she sort of... It's almost, like, it's almost like schizophrenic anti-hero hero stuff. She, she is a bit. She's... She's, she's out of the she does stuff, she does stuff for kicks though doesn't she I guess that's the thing she does stuff for pleasure and enjoyment she and, does She out, out of all the ones we've mentioned she's probably the most self-serving if she knows that there is reward to be had in helping Batman she will help Batman but she will all, almost always fall back on her criminal background because that's would where you, the money is would you watch a, a standalone which they're not going to make but a standalone Catwoman and Hathaway films um, yes she would need what did you think of her portrayal of it I thought she was very good. I did. I, yeah. I, again, same as, as Scarlett Johansson. I don't mind Anne Hathaway. I was, 
I was skeptical of her in general because of the background, because of coming from very kid oriented films. But she looked the part. She did. I thought she was great, actually. To be honest, and the way she spoke, she spoke quite how I how I want Catwoman to talk. She she had that yeah. Bertha Kit presence about her. She she was quite elusive and and yeah, a bit mysterious. And I think that's what you want from a kind of Catwoman portrayal. I thought she was really good, actually. So I would I and I would watch an Anne Hathaway film. And yeah, I'm they, still they probably missed the boat. Yeah, I'm still a little bit disappointed that that you didn't get any more. I mean, Nolan was never going to direct more because no. he's got a lot of plans and Interstellar came out. It was three and out for him, wasn't it? Yeah, and he made the perfect three in his own eyes and I, I can't disagree. And, and God, you no. know, um, and I think for him, it's a little bit of a shame because, you know, with uh, the potential Robin that was going to come into it from Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who I thought was really good um, in that final film, was Blake, is he Blake in the film? He is, yeah. Is that the name? Yeah, and I thought he was great and Anne Hathaway was great and I just thought there was potential there. Do you know what I mean? To move on into other areas in other films and it's obviously not going to happen that way or it hasn't because it's transgressed into Batman versus Superman and then and then it's going to to move on from there. So I do think it's a shame because I thought that would have built up the universe a little bit better rather than just going dropping and then starting again. But obviously, you know, Nolan switching off from it, Warner Brothers just didn't have the, the guts to kind of see it through with other directors and just thought they'd just rewrite the script a little bit, which is, you know, we'll see how it, it turns out in the long run. But I think it's a bit of a shame because there was a gap there. It's a bit quite, a, you know, I don't know how many years it was between the Dark Knight and then and then to this film really this year it's probably five years I think Maybe. six years yeah so there was scope there wasn't there do you know what I mean there so. was that they they had the time it, it it's a shame that Nolan had already put his foot down because I mean I I didn't want them to do another Batman I actually thought the best thing to do would have no. been Nightwing if, if yeah, they could have, if they, if they could have cool. just skipped out the Robin thing because. Blake, you know, De- Detective Blake was too old to be Robin. If they yeah. could have somehow segued, he had the Batcave, he had the technology, he had Alfred, he had the suit. He could have manipulated the suit, made that's it into way, a really Nightwing one. That's the way I thought it was going, you know. I really did think they were going to kind of not not have him as a reincarnation of Batman, but, you know, obviously some kind of evolved, you know, version of it. And, yeah, I thought that would have been good. I think it would have been good. And if, if they'd kept Catwoman in it, as yeah sort of a i don't want to say sidekick sort of almost like a guide because he would have yeah. been completely new to he would have been a complete 180 to the the law side of things wouldn't he and she yeah, could have sort and of he was helped quite him a pure kind of law element wasn't he because he was kind of he was he was an all he was a good cop wasn't he, he was a very yeah. very squeaky clean cop he was, but you could just, yeah, I, I just that scene just set up for more to come and it's just never going to happen. Which it does, is, it, it does still leaves a bit of a bad taste in the mouth, doesn't it? Yeah, it does to me, actually, because I think he's a good actor and I think he would have done, you know, a good role. And I think, you know, we talk about Nolan. I think the key with Nolan is he's, he's an all-in director. So he, he casts... He writes, he produces, he directs. You know, it's it's everything with him, which is why it's quite a big commitment for him. Um, but there are lots of other great established directors, and I think you start to see some come through into this genre that are really making you know making names for themselves and stuff. I mean, Tim Miller's one for Deadpool. Tim Miller's the obvious one, yeah. Yeah, and I think you'll find it with. Um, I think Suicide Squad's gonna gonna be a massive hit, and I can't remember the director's name, but again, it's it's a new genre for him. He's done kind of drama, thriller, 
action kind of films before so it'd be quite a different approach for him so i think that's going to be good as well so and james gunn and and, and various others that are just you know james gunn's a horror background you know yeah. it's quite a crazy kind of shift so yeah it's an exciting time as always but yeah. it is and there was just one more on the list of people that i put together who i know i say this all the time but he really is one of my favorite villains it's venom because Venom, oh, Venom, Venom, Venom's great. He, he yeah. starts out as as an ultimate evil. I mean, he, he's obsessed with killing Spider Man. Then he, yeah. by proxy, gives birth to the Carnage symbiote. But Venom then kind of reformed. Eddie Brock became reform. good, and yeah. as he stands now, he's actually Agent Venom. He's an I think he's an agent of Shield. Yeah, we. Oh, me and my little boy do watch a bit of the modern Spider Man, and he's involved in. Yeah. In, 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 as an agent as such um, he's always deemed as being a little bit they wonder if he's going to go rogue at any moment well I think he has I think he I think he he's been agent Venom then I think he went away and had a little bit of a bit of a villain streak but then he's come back but the with him I, I try to categorise them between people who've gone from anti-hero to hero so yeah. I put I put Black Widow in there I put Venom in there and then one of our favourites was uh, the Green Arrow from the TV series. I don't yeah. think he ever had that kind of arc in the comics, but we definitely saw between seasons one and three, yeah, where he he goes from being the Hood, the Vigilante, to the Arrow. When he becomes the Arrow, he stops killing, doesn't he? And he, he yeah. takes a slightly softer you, approach. You know where you're at with the Arrow when it's... <laughs> When you watch the introduction, and it's the tagline of what he's become now. I've I've got to become something new and and not kill anymore, and all this kind of reformed yeah stuff. I, I kind of felt like it lost a bit of an edge that show when it went to 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 that, but obviously it was going to do that. Um, and then it's that, come back that was again. Season one to season two. So um, when he lost his his friend, who I can't play in the first series. Yeah, and and then he felt like he had to reform, so stop killing. You know, um, and then he kind of, you know, you know, we're going to discuss this as well soon. But you know, season three is when he, he kind of questions that again. And yeah, there's a lot of going to and forth anti-hero stuff with the Arrow, and it's it's portrayed pretty pretty well, isn't it? We 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 both. Oh, it is. It, to me, it's it's believable the way he does it. He he's got his moral compass. He's got his his set of rules. But again, he he accepts that he can't always play by the rules. Like yeah, he's very much in the. I'm not killing people, but in the latest series, he's putting down a lot of people. But again, they are they are people who need to be put down. The the so called ghosts, which we'll go yeah. into more detail when we cover Arrow, they've tried not killing them, and it doesn't work. There are so many of them; they've got to try and thin the herd. Well, and it's not just can. him, isn't it? It's, it's obviously it's the ensemble around him, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it's Diggle, and um, everyone else goes through moments of it in the series where they. You know, Diggle's desperate to kill Deadshot for all that period of time and, and then realises he can't do it. And, you know, there's those kind of elements that come into it. And, yeah, it's it's a good series. I think, you know, Gags is doing a good poll about popular series and stuff. And there's a lot of Arrow fans, I can see. Yeah, there is. Some of those results have been quite surprising. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't think Arrow was going to come out as on top. I kind of expected that Daredevil would. I mean, Daredevil has absolutely creamed that first poll. Yeah, well, completely. Yeah, I would say one quick thing, and we're not seeing it yet. Do you think the Flash could become a bit of an anti-hero? Um, I would be very surprised. Squeaky I, clean. 
I don't it's know. Tricky, it's, it's tricky to know because that's the way he's being. You know, Zoom is it's it's certainly a villain rather than anti-hero. He's not doing things for the right reasons as such. But, oh no, he, uh, it's, it's pure selfish. He's doing it yeah, because yeah, he's yeah. being. You know, he, well, he was he was dealt a shitty hand, but he was dealt. He, he's not doing what hand. he's doing for anything other than his own personal gain. He feels like the world has wronged him, so he's just going to kill the world. Yeah, like, I, I couldn't see them ever doing that. I think no. I think they they need to introduce a bit of grit because Barry, they they've done it in the last couple of weeks where Barry's got a little bit too cocksure of himself and he's a little oh, bit God, too arrogant. Got quite annoying, didn't it? And, he, and he does so, need yeah. he needs a little bit of darkness in him. I think all all heroes need that little bit of darkness. Yeah, they need an edge. Yeah, but what I, you don't I, want to do is you don't want to go the way Man of Steel did with Superman, where Superman arguably in the space of five seconds. Went from hero to anti-hero. I just it doesn't the, work. The bit it's with just, snapping Zod's neck, you know, it's just it just doesn't fit. You know, every hero fit. needs that darkness. Apart from Superman, he's he's the exception that proves the rule. That, that there has always got to be the exception to these things, hasn't there? And Superman is oh, yeah. always that exception. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, there's there's a few others, but yeah, he's he's the key one, isn't he? He's, he's the completely you he's know got to be squeaky turned. clean one he, he's got to be and i think you said that and i think that's why you've i don't know that turned you off in that film do you know what i mean it, it's, it it's, did that that was I, I can overlook a lot of the things i can overlook the fact that it's a zack schneider thing certain bits of that film were very good it had some glaring plot holes in it that you could you, you could drive a bus through but the biggest bugbear of mine was the the neck snap of of zod that just ruined it for me that that isn't the kind of thing that superman should do no i i would have been more happy not that it could ever have happened if superman had had him in the headlock and zod was goading him saying you know what you've got to do you know that you've got to put me down kal-el if you don't i'll come back for you and then somebody else came over and said you know what this is the only way that this ends and did it but that was of it that couldn't have happened because it needed to be somebody who was strong enough to snap his neck but yeah. I think it, you needed to preserve Superman's purity, and not doing that was just just garbage, garbage end into a film which is now regarded as garbage. And the I, we we can't do antiheroes without talking about my favourite one, which Jason Todd, previously Robin, killed by the Joker, uh, which we've also had confirmation now from. I think it was one of the costume people that worked yeah, on, was, yeah. on Batman versus Superman. He, he was given an interview and he specifically said, he, he didn't say, oh yeah, it was, it was Jason Todd's. He just mentioned it really naturally in a conversation. He said, oh, and you, you had that bit where you had Jason Todd's Robin suit with the graffiti on it. So he, he sort of, I'm sure he won't get in trouble for saying that. It was pretty much well known that that's who it was, but yeah. it's just nice to have that nailed in confirmation that in this universe, Jason Todd was killed by the Joker. So, what, 20, 30 years before Batman versus Superman, we had the death in the family storyline, which opens the door for us to go back to that. Which it is, does. If they ever did that, I would be the happiest little boy ever. Because it's a great read, and if they did it properly, it would be a great watch. Yeah, it's it's been done very well in the games as well, I must admit. Yeah, in, yeah. in Arkham... Night. night yeah the it, 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 it was teased for a long time that that's who it was going to be so in the game when he takes his mask off i wasn't surprised that that was him 
No, but I wasn't either. Incredibly, there was a couple of lines of dialogue. The bit where he's, he, there's one bit where he's goading him and he's saying, I, something along the lines of, I know your moves better than you. And, you know, I know how you fight. I know how you think. And I was going, yeah, it's definitely Jason Todd. It had to be somebody that knew him personally, not just somebody that had fought against him, not somebody like Deathstroke or no. Riddler. It's not somebody that knows him as Batman. It's somebody that knows him on a granular level, right down to his DNA. And that could only be somebody that shared th- that kind of intimate past with him of the training and the they've, they've both opened up to each other yeah. and he becomes a surrogate father to him. But Jason Todd as a Robin was all, was basically an anti-hero. He was constantly he was. being told off by Batman. He was too cocksure. He would run straight into a warehouse full of gun-toting thugs with no regard for his life. And they always got out of it. And he'd always laugh it off like, yeah, but we were fine. And Batman's like, yeah, but you don't understand. One of these days you'll do it and you won't be fine. Of course, then what happens is he runs into another situation. He knows he should call Bruce. He doesn't. He gets beaten up by the Joker. He gets blown up. He's killed. He then gets resurrected. And when he comes back, he takes on the mantle of the Red Hood, which was previously the Joker's um, introduction into DC Comics. Yeah, And it was done really well in the DC animated movie Under the Red Hood or Beneath the Red Hood. I always forget the first bloody word. I think it's Under the Red Hood. And the way the way they show him, he, he comes back and he, he's trying to take down all the rival drug gangs in, in Gotham. And he's actually trying to run the drug business himself because it's safer, because at least that way it's controlled. And he's getting rid of all the danger element of there's no more gangs fighting each other. There's no more crossfire to kill innocent people. And he has a couple of fights with Batman. And there's a brilliant scene where Batman's chasing. At the time, he doesn't know who it is. And he's chasing the Red Hood across a, um, a city, across the Gotham skyline. Yeah. And Red Hood jumps across a, a really big gap. Batman throws his batarang around his leg. And before the rope even gets taut, Red Hood reaches down and cuts the line. And when Batman gets back to the cave, they're watching it on video. And I think he's watching it with Nightwing. And he's go and he's looking and he's he's gobsmacked, going, "How did he manage to do that before the line even got taut? And how did he have a knife that can cut through my lines?" And it's then that he starts realizing this is somebody that knows me. This isn't just some random guy. This guy knows me. He knows my tricks. And he's. And they have a confrontation where he actually says to him, very, very similar, actually, to the Punisher and the Daredevil thing, I'm willing to do the things that you aren't. Yeah. The way you're trying to fight crime doesn't work. The way I'm trying to fight crime, it really does work. And Red Hood's got to be one of, uh, Jason Todd, sorry, he's got to be one of my favorite examples because he then, he's gone full circle twice. He, he's gone... He was a, he, he, was a up, circles, yeah. he he was a messed up kid who then became Robin. He was then a messed up Robin. He then comes back as an anti-hero, but now the Red Hood is part of the wider Bat family. He's now actually working with Batman. So I'll confess I haven't read them. Joey probably knows more than me, so please mate, do do reply to us about this. I, I think he's in with the Bat family. I imagine he's not softened that much, but he's probably not killing people. He's probably like Diggle. You know, yeah. When they weren't killing, Diggle was using guns, but he was kneecapping people or shooting them in the shoulders. So it's possible for him to be walking around with two massive pistols 
and not be killing anyone. I think so. Yeah, he's, he's very well portrayed. Um, whenever I've kind of seen it in, in comic text or, or in that game, as we discussed, and I think. And that yeah. was a fantastic game. Anyone that's not played them, if you are at all interested oh, in Batman, game. the whole Arkham series are just brilliant. I, I think if you've not played it, they are they are uh, re-releasing them actually in some form. They uh, are. They're calling it the oh, they're, they're re-releasing Arkham. They've actually upscaled Arkham Asylum yeah. and Arkham City for the PS4, which I'm going to get. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the Arkham Bundle. Yeah, it'd be really good. I, I think they're really well-produced games. I think they're very sincere to the... Apart the content. from Arkham Origins, you don't need to play Origins. I did a really good review of that a couple of years ago, which I'll, I might actually dig out and put it on our... I think our I think floor. Origins uh, was done by somebody else. It was it was outsourced. They were busy. The stu- Rocksteady were busy working on GTA Five. No, 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 you're getting confused there, because Rocksteady am. and Rockstar are different. I am sorry, Rockstar. Yeah, they were I rock- only I know a little bit about this. Um, which Go on. I've probably not told you. Um, my brother-in-law used to work for for Rocksteady. You did. Um, you told me you did the animation on the cape. He did. Yeah. So, did um, yeah, which is pretty cool because you know I don't think people realise how much work goes into these games. Do you know what I mean? It's it's quite incredible how many hours you know for for motion capture and and how how well things work. You know, this game is. It's pretty incredible. And I think the big thing with Batman, you know, obviously talking about Joker and, you know, Suicide Squad to come and stuff, it's the villains that make Batman and, and you know, subsequently and vice versa. made, you know, Robin. And, and yeah, it, it's the villain network that, that almost draws you in as much as the hero. Do you know what I mean? It's, oh, it's, it's, it's definitely my favourite. I love the, I love the term rogues gallery that's now becoming more, more commonplace since the Flash started calling it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Batman's definitely got my favourite rogues gallery, and they're they're some of the most notable ones. Most people could probably name you now five big Batman villains. I'd say so. And, and most people could easily say Joker, Riddler, even Catwoman, Two Face, Penguin. You know, because they've all been covered, they've been done in the films. You then start throwing Bane into it, Poison uh, Ivy. These are Mr. the ones, Freeze. Mr. Freeze. These are the ones that have been round. <laughs> For decade after decade after oh, yeah. decade, and they've been reborn and rebirthed and all the rest of it, and they always they always come back to the same. The same Spider Man always comes back to Hobgoblin, Green Goblin, Doctor Octopus, Scorpion, Chameleon. They always come back to the classics because they're tried, they're tested, and they're just really fucking good. Yeah, I think the villains are the crucial thing. I mean, any of the series we talk about, we, we do need to do a pod on villains um, because we talk about them in each one. Oh, I'm, I'm game yeah, for that. Yeah, I think it'd be really good fun um, because I know a few of our guys that are regulars and, and regulars and stuff just always kind of tweeting and talking about this stuff and the villains. And yeah, there's so many great villains like in, in the Marvel networks. And I, I think we should get Joey. I think we'll get, yeah. we should get Joey and Marco on for that. We should, yeah. I think we need to do, uh, so Joey knows, we're going to do a Gotham uh, quite soon with, with Joey. Um, Don't worry, we'll tell Joey you about Connors. it privately, not on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've told him about it already. Um, but that's a great one. I mean, the Gotham theories has its flaws, but the villains in it are so many of them. Do you know what I mean? It's just every episode is almost a different kind of villain or every other episode. So, um, yeah, it does, it does roll them out in force and it's, it's pretty good, especially, especially Penguin and, and some of the, the guys in that. So now I have to be, I, I'm almost getting to my serious point now. 
there was, I mean, we, we've, we've covered a bit of Batman already, but I, I did actually write down a question. Batman, legitimate hero or the biggest anti-hero ever? So we, we can't answer that. We, no. I, I would personally say, I would say Batman falls more on the anti-hero because he's a bit too rough yeah, to, I would say to be too. an all-the-way hero. But if you guys want to want to let us know your thoughts and feelings, you, I'm sure many of the six listeners will will have their own thoughts and feelings. Some of them we might not agree with, but you know that's the nature of this thing. We want to talk about it. We want to get involved. And then the the, the serious bit that I wanted to do was a wider social issue. I would I wish we had the the ability to do a phone in like Nina does and say to people, right, ask them about the antiheroes. Where do you stand? Do you agree with the anti-hero mindset? Do you think it's justified? So do you think the Punisher is justified for killing hundreds of people? Do you think that Black Widow can ever be truly forgiven for all the red that she's got in her ledger, for all the things that she did while she was working for, for Mother Russia? And then based on what they've said, say, right, do you believe in the death penalty? Oof. That's the serious point that I had, because if you think about it, what the anti-hero's doing is rolling judge, jury, and executioner into, oh, yeah. into one thing. The Punisher is going out there saying, right, you're a drug dealer, you need to die. Does he have the right to do that without any due process? And that was obviously the big button point between him and uh, Matt Murdock. Matt is, obviously, he's the, he's the lawyer, so he very much is a staunch believer in the system and... We've got to get well, this well, guy was, in front of a jury. Was, but it's, it's obviously the mindset change, you know, with, it with does. Daredevil. Yeah. Um, and that's the element of it. It's the dark creeping into the good, you know. So, yeah, it, it, as soon as you said that, the scene it reminded me of in film formats, it's slightly different, but um, in Dark Knight Rises, um, where Scarecrow's basically saying, you know, death by exile or death by, oh, what's the other one that, he, you know, banishment or, or whatever. So he makes them walk on the ice and that's, you know, how things can become in that, that kind of system. And yeah, it's, you know, a lot of things we talk about, obviously it's, it's, it's like relief. It's, it's a distraction. You know, you watch these films cause you know, it's not about serious everyday life and, and serious issues, but some of them do have serious undercurrents and serious undertones. And I think, with a darker kind of elements that are creeping into these films and you know for all Deadpool's comedy it's still a pretty dark film isn't it and I think oh, that was, it's horrendously dark it yeah. really is and I think you'll see that does open up maybe a little bit of an opportunity and, and Netflix is certainly that I mean some of the issues you know we, we hinted at and, and clearly clearly happened and Jessica Jones are really heavy um, I think you'll see more of that to come obviously you know Punisher and, and Daredevil we discussed and I think you'll see the darker elements uh, certainly portrayed in, in Netflix anyway yeah yeah the, the Netflix have definitely got the handle on the uh, the dark elements so sorry for making that a bit serious people but I just wanted to make you all think that just think about how you feel about anti-heroes and then just ask yourself do you believe in the death penalty do you believe that that is just and fair and if you want to tweet us and we can talk about it because I could actually keep going for about another hour. We we were, before we recorded, we were actually saying, "Oh, we we might struggle to fill an hour," but as per usual, we haven't because we both talk shit for England. 
Yeah, we, we go off topic a little bit, but that's fine because it's been a while and it's nice to catch up and discuss all these things. So that's what we do. It is. And at least we got to finish on a grown-up note, but it did say boobies. I just I need to say boobies a few times just to balance it out. And, you know, I need to bring the level down. I don't want to be too highbrow, otherwise we might lose listeners and we can't afford it. <laughs> if, if we drop below five, we'll get cancelled. Yeah, we've, I we've think... We've been threatened... So if we keep inviting gags on, and I know Nina loves us, so we're, we're all right. We're, we're in with the, the... Of course, me and Nina are best friends now. I know you are. Um, yeah. We're in with the monarchy, you know, the AI monarchy, so it's all good. We're, we're fine, you know. We are. And we'll, we'll be having gags on next week, won't we, for the, the Civil War review? Um, yeah. We'll, we'll think... be having Nina on in maybe three weeks to do uh, season one of Jessica Jones. I'm going to have to revisit that first. I think yes. I'm going to have to as well, because I'm, I'm not fresh enough on it. Um, the next one that we're doing after the Civil War, we're actually going to do a look ahead to phase three of the MCU. It seems like a really good time to do it, because we're only one film into it. And it, it, it's, it looks huge. I've, I've started making some notes oh. about it already. And then... I- I must say the one thing that the thing I'm probably looking forward to most is, is probably the, the standalone Black Panther film at the minute. So am I. Um, I, I was always I just, looking forward to it, but now it, it's Black Panther with Spider-Man. I just can't wait for the Wakanda. Next. It's going to be just. Oh, it's just going to be amazing. It really is. Again, we can't say too much because fucking we haven't done Civil War yet. Once we've done the Civil War review, all the, the gloves come off then. Yeah, we, we don't say whatever shit, we want. It's just, yeah, we're just going to talk Civil War every yeah, week. I don't we, care we've only got to give a shit for one more week and then anything goes. <laughs> and then we're going to be doing, uh, we'll do Flash Season 2 because that's finishing this week. Yeah. Uh, then we're going to do Gotham with Joey, get Joey on for his first pod. Yeah. Then we've got Arrow Season 4. And 3, we need to cover Yes, three, three and four, sorry. Yeah. Uh, we were going to do Supergirl, but that, that's really dependent on you watching it. Uh, yeah, in time. I'm catching up with Gotham. I'm, I'm pretty close. And then it's debatable what I'm going to watch next. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, and then we are still planning our, our little comics introduction. Yeah, we've got a lot of that good stuff. I mean, the thing is, like we said, I mean, we, we keep thinking of other ideas. It's quite hard. Um, you know, I, I'm desperate to cover Scott Pilgrim at some stage because it's the only thing I think as a quiz goes, I'll probably absolutely nail it. Um, but, you know, uh, there's a lot of films that we, we really like, which, you know, we, we need to be really for Vendetta because we did a public vote that we never followed through on, which is a bit... Which also... Hash, um, I nearly hashtag then on on oh that was awful. I'm just gonna say hashtag Thor <laughs> Whore again. Um V actually would um appears on most of the list as an anti hero. Yeah, that's that's very Because he, he's the only one that's actually fighting the proper establishment. He's really trying to bring down the government. So V's ace and I watched that a couple of months ago and it was just as brilliant as I remember. Yeah, I need to revisit. It's a it's a really good film. It's a um, fucking brilliant film. But there are the thing is with this genre, like <sighs> Obviously, there's comics you can discuss in this TV series, but there's films that people don't even realise come under the comic genre. I mean, Blade is a quite a famous comic. There's comics that are converted into games that never been made into films. Um, there's a great game that I used to play called Churok on the N64. Oh, um, Churok the Dinosaur Hunter. Yeah, yeah, that was a comic. I um, did not know that. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good game. Um, it was a bit basic, but I loved it at the time. Um, oh, no, it was a good quite, game. It yeah, really yeah. was. 
Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, these things do cover a lot of expanses and, you know, people that think, oh, yeah, I'm not interested in that genre, oh, I'm not interested in this. They probably watched, you know, dozens of films when they were younger that are from comic book origin. You know, it's it's amazing what comes from it. It's it's huge things. And, you know, when people are watching, everyone knows The Walking Dead's a comic, it's quite common practice, but that, that just opens up people's mindset to, oh, maybe there's more than this, you know? And I think as it goes on, we'll read more and, and, and talk about more and, you know, but listeners, you know, are, are quite vital to what we do. So we know we do love the feedback. Yeah. Um, we will definitely be doing more comics and stuff because I'm now getting back into comics and graphic novels. I'm going to be spending a shitload of money on them in the next, like 12 months which will be ace because i haven't got room in in my fortress of nerditude for any of my little figures that i had so i'm selling the figures and i'm just going to buy graphic novels instead you're selling your pop collections i've got to i've got no room oh so it's either I, i can't trust myself to only have some of them so it's either all or none and i've got such an addictive personality which you will be horrendously shocked to know shocked if i let myself have 10 i'll end up with 100 again in a matter of months Okay, so I've got. To, I'll, I'm going to make a tidy bit of money out of this as well. Anyway, I'm sitting on about four or five grand's worth. All right. Yay. Yeah. Dead around your house. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think we better go because Gags will be like, "What the hell's going on?" Here? I think so. we should. Um, just before we do, I'll, I'll forego the usual plugs, but I will say, if you want to read any of our our stuff that we've done, which will be expanding, you can now go to aicomicpod.co.uk which will redirect to our Tumblr page. That's a proud moment. It is. And it only cost £8 for two years. Get in. Yeah, so we're going to get some new content. Um, some of our, uh, well, us and other people who are connected. Marco's going to write a little bit. We want Chris, uh, full free free Chris, to write as well. And so, there's, you know, I'm sure Joey Connors will get involved. So, yeah, we are really appreciative. Yeah. Great. We are, so hopefully you've enjoyed it. If you want to engage with us about anything, please do catch us on Twitter, and we will catch you next week. Goodbye. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.